With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. It's Mr. Encore. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy, sports, and politics crew. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Fantasy, sports, and politics crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Uh. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, lock on. Peace. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to a third, fine Thursday evening on the East Coast. Lovely first day of June. It's about time the weather really broke. Hopefully, it can be sustained not be wet and dreary like it's been um, for a lot of May or just plain cold in a lot of May. People wondering, including myself, when is it going to warm up? I'm the type of person that loves warmer weather. The warmer, the better. Anyway, I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Jeff the Joker. We make up the FSP Crew Show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I say that again, it's 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to the Jersey guys, and that would be Jeff and also me. Got a great show in in store for you tonight. Going to talk about some little baseball and saluting, a mascot saluting in baseball. Um, I'm I'm being sarcastic there. And also be talking about the NBA Finals. It's finally here. It seemed like it was a month ago when they clinched the, the respective conferences. And now we get down to the business of who's finding out who's going to be the NBA champion this year in a rubber match between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. But without further ado, before we get into that conversation, let me bring in my fellow Jersey guy, and like I always say, uh, my brother from another mother, Jeff. What's up, man? Jeff, you there? Hello, Jeff. Oh, I don't have Jeff. Jeff, if you if you hear me, uh, try calling back because I do not hear you. Um. And we'll see if I can get Jeff back. Anyway, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is I happen to be a New York Met fan. People happen to be a New York Met fan. And I know a lot of people have been down on the Mets quite naturally. 
And uh, let me see if I can bring Jeff back in there. Jeff, you still, you there now? Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. There we got. All right. There's my Super. brother from another mother, Jeff. What's up, man? All right. Thanks for the introduction. Happy to be here. Happy that you just came came along for the ride, man. First, I said and, I, I, I wanted to talk. Go ahead. Oh, excuse me. I am uh, along for the ride because uh, I'm on the road. I'm in the car right now on my way home. So. <laughs> Literally. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Anyway, um, as I was saying, I happen to be, and most people who've listened to us over the years, whether it's been on this show or the two other shows that I'm on, uh, know that I'm a, a New York Met fan and know that the Mets uh, have been, to say the least, uh, a disappointment starting the beginning of the year, about 60 games in, somewhere around there. And they're below the, men, below the, uh, the uh, 500 in record. And lost another close one today. Well, as a lot of people know, because it went viral, and I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine today, I, 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 it simply amazes me how every day you see people doing dumb things. And knowing in this day and age, whatever you do is captured on somebody's smartphone somewhere. I mean, it just inevitably will be, be, be captured on somebody's smartphone. And in this case, it was, the it was, and I'm talking about the uh, uh, Mets' longstanding tradition of having a mascot called Mr. Met. Well, Mr. Met, in his infinite wisdom, on, on his way back to, or on his way to the, I guess the, the wherever he was going at the time, decided to give that one and only outstanding salute, that one finger salute everybody knows, that when captured on camera, even if it's not captured on camera, is offensive to uh, 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 everyone that is in eye view of it. And he gave that middle finger salute as big as day. I mean, what what even though it was quick and it was quick he gave it and now he is not Mr. Met. He's a former Mr. Met and somebody else in, is in that Mr. Met um mascot uniform. I, I I don't understand it. Why would you I mean, I understand that because the team is not doing so well and because you're in the public eye and there's Stupid people out there that will say and do anything because they think they can because they paid their money to get into the stadium and think they can say and do anything uh, to whoever is uh, um, an easy target, so to speak, as in the players or the uh, a mascot or the like. They just decided to, and I can't believe it was anything else, Jeff, but to provoke him to bring out that one middle finger salute. As brief as it was, but he brought it out, and now I don't even know if he's working for the organization. No one, I don't know who it is. I've never seen the guy. Don't know his name, uh, but I know do know that the Mets apologize and say that he no longer is going to be having that job as the mascot, as we call Mr. Met. What's your thoughts? 
Yeah, I heard about it. It was big local news. Uh, what he was really was saying that the Mets are number one. You know, it's just <laughs> the latest of many embarrassments for the Mets. And I'm thinking, you know, you don't hear about that kind of stuff with the Yankees. I mean, I don't want to bash the Mets. You know, I, mean, I don't follow baseball too much. I don't think the Yankees have a mascot. They're just that much of an old – they try to be an old-school team, which at times I thought, you know, the late George Steinbrenner was making a mockery of it. But the Yankees don't even have last names on the back of the uniforms, which that's what drives me crazy. Because to me, you know, uh, a major league uniform or a big-time college uniform has got a name on the back. Without a name on the back, it looks like a little league uniform to me. Um but, you know, I guess that's, you know, you run the risk of that when you have a mascot. But, you know, you got to make sure you got the right kind of person with the right temperament who won't get provoked. I'm trying to th- – I think mascots became popular. You know, San Diego had the chicken, and uh, there was uh, the Philly fanatic, and I think that's when mascots became popular. And, you know, the Mets sometimes, you know, because – they're always going to be second banana to the Yankees. And, you know, they're always trying this kind of thing, you know. Uh, But I remember in the mid-'80s when, you know, it kind of New York area kind of became a a Met area for a while. Um, You know, I I swear, I just knew, you know, as soon as the Yankees start winning again, it's going to become a Yankee town, and I think it did, you know. but, yeah, you know, an embarrassment for the Mets. I heard they transferred the guy and the mascot. You know, that's a disgrace to mascots because, you know, whether you need them or not, mascots are supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and I don't remember, you know, too many incidents with other mascots. So he really blew it. He embarrassed the mascot community. Yeah, I mean – what are you going to do? I mean, it's a mascot. It's nothing meaningful in the game, um, but it's someone who, that represents, uh, supposed to represent the positive side of the team, supposed to re- represent the team, and you can't have someone doing uh, things like that. It, just I, mean, I, I mean, I remember at my college, I went to a Division three school, uh, Trenton State College, which is now college in New Jersey, and – I knew the mascot. Well, you know, that's the thing. In a Division three school, you know, you can know a lot of the players and whatever. And the mascot was uh, a female student, and um, she had been, a, from what I understand, a pretty good basketball player. And, um, you know, she had a serious knee injury. She couldn't play anymore. But she still wanted to be involved, so she became the mascot for the men's team. And, uh, you know, people assumed it was a guy in the mascot uniform but it was a gal and you know she used to get changed for games you know in the, in the same locker room with the cheerleaders and uh you know she was a great mascot you know and, and mm-hmm. you know she just wanted to be close to the you know close to basketball and you know be able to contribute in some way because she really couldn't play anymore and you know believe me she wasn't flipping anybody off you know she was a nice girl you know so uh that's my first-hand experience with mascots and uh i think every NFL team has a mascot, but like, you know, uh, there's, there's still a few teams like uh, the New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers that don't have cheerleaders, you know? And you know what? I guess, you know, there've been a few small scandals with cheerleaders. You got to be careful with this thing. You know, you got to be careful in the mascot suit, you know? 
That's true. All right, let's move on to um, what the business at hand. When I say the business at hand, I'm talking about what's taking place uh, starting, I think, uh, what, 9 o'clock tonight um, in, um, on ABC. Yeah, it's 9 o'clock tonight in, uh, uh, in the uh, Oracle Arena in uh, California. Three-peat. Cleveland Browns, excuse me, Cleveland Browns. Well, I'm thinking football. Cleveland Cavaliers uh, <laughs> versus, versus the Golden State Warriors. Uh, a rubber match with a twist, meaning that uh, uh, the twist is that the original team, for the most part, of the Cleveland, Indi- uh, Cleveland Indians, Jesus Christ, Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Wow. Uh, I'm not giving Cleveland any respect, obviously. Um, Cleveland, I mean, Cavaliers, I mean, I mean to speak. Anyway, playing the Golden State Warriors, who I'm talking about the twist of them adding Kevin Durant versus Harrison Barnes that we had last year um, and, and others. And uh, coming down to this, I, I've said it on two different programs that I don't think this is going to go past – uh, I'd be surprised if Cleveland wins two games. That's my prediction. Now, I could be wrong, but I'd be surprised if Cleveland wins two games. So what I'm saying is this, obviously what I'm saying, but um, Golden State has got a chip on their shoulder. They're the favorite. Um, Kevin Love said at one point, and probably a couple other um, Cavaliers players, said they don't understand them being the world champs, and they're, they're the underdogs. Um, but it is what it is. That's only going to give fuel to the fire for the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers, LeBron especially, who's probably going to play uh, Kevin Durant uh, and, and, and extended minutes. Jeff, the Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers going up against the Golden State Warriors um, – LeBron is going up against uh, um, a loaded team for the most part. I mean, we'll say it's a loaded team with the best record in, in the NBA with a, for the second season in a row. It could be the third season. I'm, I'm, I think they had the three seasons in a row. They, they've had the best record. Anyway, um, what's your thoughts on this game now? Does, does the LeBron – if he if they happens to win this, will his uh, legacy be, uh, be elevated even more? Because they're trying that so-called experts are trying to put him above Michael Jordan right now. Uh, will this um, further elevate him ab- above Mark Michael Jordan or, or pu- push him past Michael Jordan? Let me put it that way. In being the goat of, of the NBA, or will this just just put, put one more notch in, in LeBron's uh, Hall of Fame resume, and, and Michael's still the GOAT. What's your thoughts? I think to some people, for whatever reasons, Michael will always be the greatest to them. I mean, and you know what? That's their opinion. For whatever reason, maybe that was when they first got interested in the sport or whatever. And But you know what? I mean, um, even 
if you think Michael's the greatest, I mean, come on, LeBron's got to be in your top five. I, mean, I don't think anybody with a clue is saying, oh, Michael's the greatest and LeBron's not even in the top ten. I don't think there's anybody like that. And you know what? The fact is, they're both all-time great players. What's the big deal? You know, I mean, eh, I'll tell you, though, um, I think there's a possibility it could go maybe six games um, as opposed to two years ago. Kevin Love is healthy and playing well. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving is uh, healthy. Um, so you, you never know. Um, uh, but I'll tell you, it's, it seems like it's been a very boring playoff so far because just this is what everyone expected and it pretty much you know worked out as planned and uh you know it's unfortunate that i i think i heard steve kerr might be coaching but i i I got the impression he wasn't but uh you know it's just unfortunate that he can't be with his team at you know this big moment uh but you know this is what everybody's been waiting for well, from what I understand, Steve Kerr has been in in the background. Uh, he has been in contact with the team, but um, he's pretty much gave, given the reins to um, uh, um, Mike Brown, I think. Yeah. Mike Brown, thank you, thank you, yeah. uh, Mike Brown, and Mike Brown hasn't disappointed. Um, I know also, that when you got that kind of talent, it, it makes a coach look good, you know. <laughs> Well, that's true, but but that doesn't necessarily mean just because you have the talent doesn't mean that uh, um, you know how to manage it. Um, you got a lot of egos out there with those with those talent that talent. You got a lot, a lot of egos out there that you got to stroke and manipulate, and and, and I maybe maybe manipulate is a bad word, but it, it's what I'm trying to uh, uh, get all those. Uh, huge talents, and along with their egos, to coexist to be able to win uh, games consistently, uh, undefeated in the playoffs, best record in the NBA, third third year in a row. But this is with a a, 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 a different mixture compared to the last two seasons, quite naturally because of the addition of KD, um, and they're going up against uh, right now the greatest player in um, in the uh, NBA right now. The best player, I should say. The best, not the greatest, the best player in the NBA right now in LeBron James and company. And, and the big four, and I, 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 and I do believe this, the, the big four versus the big two and a half. And a half, me being, is Kevin Love. Um, you never know what you're going to get from Kevin Love. Let me put it this way. You really never know what you're going to get from Kevin Love. The other four, the other four, KD, uh, Stephon Curry, Clay Thompson, who's really had a subdued um, playoff series, especially in in the last last series, and, and J- Draymond Green are uh, going to be quite uh, naturally, literally, a handful versus, in my opinion. Two very two extremely um, all star players in LeBron James, quite naturally, and Kyrie Irving, and a very good player to good very let me put it this way, good player to a very good player in Kevin Love because of his um, his uh, uh, mercurial 
uh, way he plays. Sometimes he plays fantastic, like he's an all-star, and other times he shrinks in. He shrinks like a uh, shrinking violet. So, and the odds, if you have four solid players versus two and a half, in my opinion, those four solid players are going to prevail more often than not. Uh, even even when you have LeBron James as one of the two and a half on your team. Now, it, it, it could be uh, last year they had three guys, okay? Well, three versus two, two and a half or whatever, it's, it's a lot closer than two and a half to four. And that four player can, can give you 30 um, and uh, close to double-digit rebounds at, at times. So I'd have to think that it, it's a steep climb for the Cleveland Cavaliers to uh, win more than two games in this series. Um, and uh, when it's going to be a home court advantage for the Cleveland Cavaliers, excuse me, for the Garden, Golden State Warriors, I don't think they're going to let it happen what happened last year when Cleveland uh, came in and um, won the last two of the three games, uh, and two of them were in Golden State. So I, I, I find it very hard to believe, especially when they have somebody who's a team ball player in, in, in KD. And um, and with the, with the uh, skill set that he has, with really no one except for LeBron, who's probably going to play him. Um, and that means LeBron has to put in extended minutes, uh, 43, 45 minutes, which is a lot. Um, and he has to wear down after a while. Um, because even if K- he, he holds KD down, that gives more opportunities for Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Stephon Curry. So, and... Kyrie Irving, who's not the best uh, um, defensive player, um, he's a hell of an offensive talent, but he's not the best defensive player. He's, he, and Kevin Love, who, like I said, is very inconsistent. And you got J.R. Smith and then um, uh, Shumpert and other guys coming off the bench. And Tristan Thompson, who could be a big, big. Um, uh, force in this in this uh, uh, whole equation. I think that the first game, let me put it that way, the first game. Now I know what happened last year, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to let that happen. What happened last year? The first game, I think, is going to be the telltale sign. Not the second game. The first game, because I don't think. Jeff, I don't think that the Golden State Warriors were really pushed or really pushed themselves all 12 games. Uh, last last, last uh, um, matchup, uh, for the most part, I think they coasted. Uh, the last game, they rested the their main guys um, in the fourth quarter. Uh, and they don't have to really been tested. But I think they are going to put the hammer down and lay the, lay the wood on as much as they can to the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
to make a statement uh, uh, and, and get some revenge for what happened last year. Talk to me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people uh, think that. But, uh, you know, sometimes there's surprises, you know. And uh, both of these teams are well-rested. And, uh, you know, I think it could go six games. I mean, it would be a big deal if Cleveland upset. But, I mean, you know, these people who put down LeBron, they're, they're out of their minds. I mean, what's it? He's been, I think, to seven straight finals and eight of the past nine or something like that, you know. And believe me. The year when he went to the finals, when he was the, his first time around with Cleveland, he was as much of a one-man show as you could be in the NBA. And mm-hmm. two years ago, with Love and Irving uh, injured, he was also a one-man show. I mean, so uh, he's got a little more help this time around, but also he's got a little more to deal with on Golden State. So, uh, you know, uh, hey, let's hope it goes six games. All right. I have to. Um, who do you? I wanted to bring this out. In this in this series, if two scenarios, and t- tell me if um, if I'm mistaken or whatever. If KD loses along with the Golden State Warriors. Does KD, t- Kevin Durant, take a huge hit that he came over to the Golden State Warriors with a better chance to win, and he still could, they still couldn't get it done with Kevin Durant? And, and uh, um, would he and should he get uh, um, lambasted for doing what he did in the offseason to make the move Definitely. to come to the Golden, Golden State Warriors? He won't, be the, he won't be the GOAT. He'll be the scapegoat. And uh, you know what I mean? It's still a team sport, you know, but believe mm-hmm. me, you know, I, I don't understand people getting bent out of shape about him joining, you know, the the, the Warriors. I mean, he, I agree. he's not an indentured servant. And for right, whatever reason, right. you know, his contract expired and, right. uh, you know, he bought his services elsewhere. I mean, you know, to some of the same jabronis who, who complain about him leaving Oklahoma, you know, they don't stay in the same job forever. They don't stay in the same relationship forever. I mean, right. you know, this man fulfilled the terms of his contract, and then he signed another contract. That, that's that's what you do, you know? Uh, if you don't like it, then stop following sports, you know? Uh, you know, players change teams, you know, through free agency, through trades. You know, sometimes they get cut, they retire, you know? Uh, and uh, you know what? I mean... I mean, maybe it's it might not be good for the league having so many great players with one team, but oh well, that's the way it is. And uh, you know, uh, with KD at Oklahoma, you know, uh, Westbrook uh, put up some amazing numbers, so uh, you know, made it a little interesting in that respect. Yeah, and I think they um, they changed the rules. Yes, the, uh, I think they did alter the free agency rules a little bit. I think. Uh, and I'm trying. To, I'm looking at this now and see what it said. And I, I think you have to be an All NBA player or something like that in order to be able to move. Um, I think that. Or to was, get the maximum contract, I think. Yeah. And I'm trying. I'm trying to look it up now. Come on, come on, 
computer? Something like that. Uh, my computer is moving slow here. Hold on. Hold on. The CBA offers new incentive to superstars to stay home rather than fleeing during free agency via what's informally called the Kevin Durant rule. Excuse me, which allows teams to offer what's uh, offer sweeter deals to the franchise players so long as those players meet a set of extreme specific criteria. To reap the benefits of the of the Durant rule, a player must have been in the league for eight or nine seasons in the league, must be re-signing with the team that inked their rookie contract or took on that contract via trade. He must also satisfy one of the following conditions. And I was partly right. Make an all-NBA team the preceding season or two of the last three seasons. Win the MVP in the last, in the last three years. Win Defensive Player of the Year in the last three years. So he's got it. Along what I just read about um, being in, his, in, his, in the league eight or nine seasons and, 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 and re-signing with the team that inked their rookie contract, he's got to meet one of the three other criteria. Not all three, but one of the three. Make an, NBA, make an all-NBA team two of the last three seasons. Uh, win the MVP in the last three seasons, three years. A win defensive player of the year. Wow. Talking about hampering where you may go. Um, that's like Paul George and, and, and I'm trying to think who the other one is. That's the name player that um, uh, um, has to meet that cr- criteria uh, in order to be able to move and, and be a free agent and sign uh, a contract. Uh, with another team. Wow. And how many? How many uh, of those uh, uh, players are going to be like that? Um, that 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 pretty much restricts a lot of players from doing uh, what Kevin Durant and other players have done before Kevin Durant. Um, uh, and this this was something that the. NBA and the league agreed to, so it's not like just the league just imposed this. This was part of part. Of, uh, 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 it's in, it's in the new CBA, um, and it's it's supposed to give incentive for the superstar to stay at home rather than to take off and, and go somewhere else in free agency. What's your thoughts on what I just read to you? You know, I remember hearing some discussion about it, and there's an interesting part of that is the part about being an all NBA player, which is determined by the media and you hate to have something that important determined by the media. But when the players showed when the players were picking on all-star team, they made a joke out of that. But the thing is, you know, they were saying maybe for all NBA, they should just do a top five because the center position has been devalued so much because believe me, you know, if some guy is the third team, all NBA center, nobody wants to give that guy a max contract. It's, it, 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 you know, that's not how teams do it nowadays, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
Yep. You know, with that, if you're going to stick to, uh, you know, uh, the all NBA team is going to be one center, two forwards and two, you know, two guards, then, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's some, you know, maybe a couple of really good uh, forwards or guards might not get the right treatment. And, uh, you know, uh, it would, it would entitle, you know, maybe a couple centers who aren't that great to the big money, you know? So uh, this stuff can get very complicated. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Um, like I said, the game is going to be played in about a half an hour or so. Uh, it starts at uh, nine o'clock on ABC and all the speculation and analysis by uh, analysis by paralysis is all going to be uh, um, pushed, to, pushed to the side when we actually see these two combatants get on uh, the teams, get on the court and face each other for the third time in a row. And break up the tie between these two, one-one in championships, and um, see who who's going to come out on top and be the NBA champion. And uh, before I go, um, I want to I want to talk about this. Uh, and we've come a long way, but we haven't. I think you know where I'm going with this, Jeff. So we uh, come, come I think a lo- I know. We, we've come a long way, but we haven't. You get a guy that doesn't, and I'm not a LeBron James, LeBron James fan um, uh, per se, but I got to give the guy respect because he's been nothing but a class act on and off the court. Um, one of the biggest superstars in the all of uh, sports, um, great family guy, um, great ambassador of the game, on and off the court, and he's beloved in his city of uh, Cleveland, and he does a lot of work with uh, kids, uh, un- uh, kids that aren't uh, much less fortunate than his kids are, much less fortunate, and he's been doing that for the longest time without getting a lot of press because that's not what it's all about with him. He just wants to be able to give back to his community because he's been there. He's literally been there and he knows how it is um, to be and his family to be um, and I'll say it like this assaulted, not physically but uh, I guess mentally assaulted and, and bring you right back down to earth to see it makes no difference where you stand in the economical chain, how much fame and how much fortune you have and how much good that you do. And none of it's bad that you always be labeled as a, as a certain name with a certain group of people. Um, as people most really know, you've got to know because it's been all over the news. Um, at his um, California home in a exclusive, very upscale neighborhood where this type of thing doesn't, is not supposed to happen. And you know he was singled out because of uh, the pigmentation of his skin because that's what the, the uh, remark was written on the gate, that we've come so far 
but we still have a long way to go. What's your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, that's an unfortunate incident. And, you know, I'm curious. I have some idea. I'm curious the kind of loser who would do that. They might be jealous because they don't reside in, I assume, is a very luxurious home. Uh, You know, uh, LeBron is uh, very uh, well off financially. Hey, good for him, you know. And you know what? Like I said, I'm I'm curious the exact type of loser who would do that. You know, maybe it's the kind of loser, if they saw him do his face, they'd ask for an autograph or whatever, but behind his back, you know, they'll, uh, you know, spray paint on, you know, something on his house. You know, I mean, the thing is, you know, he's a man. Uh, I think he's got a wife. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's doing the same woman. He's doing the same woman a long time. I wasn't sure if they were married. You know. He's got, yeah, he, he's he got children, you know, I mean, you know, and then he's got to explain this to his kids. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, he seems to treat, um, you know, the fans, the media, et cetera, et cetera, you know, with respect, he deserves better, you know, but, uh, you know, he, you know, he's classy enough not to dwell on it, but you know what? If he wasn't privately a little ticked off about it, he wouldn't be human. But, you know, it's like I remember, you know, when Jeremy Lin was in college, you know, some of these idiots um, would, uh, you know, make these racist chants. Sure. And they asked Jeremy Lin about it. And, of course, he's not going to say, oh, I really hated it. And he just said, what you say publicly. You know, they just want to get under your skin. And you know what? You know, I used to go to a lot of the games. At, when I was at Trenton State College, I can't believe I mentioned Trenton State hoops twice in one show. And um, <laughs> but we were second place. We were my junior year. We were second place in the whole nation, Division Three. That's a lot of schools, you know. That's so, yeah, that sure is. And we sent a guy to the NBA. I don't know if you remember him. He's usually twelfth man on the roster, but for about seven years he bounced around the NBA. The name of Greg Grant. He uh, he played with the Sixers. Um, was with Phoenix, you know, he bounced around the league, you know, 12th man, but hey, you know, still a pretty nice job, especially for a Division Three guy. And, sure. uh, uh, you know, some of, some of the fans, you know, would get on the opposing players, but you know what? They, they didn't, they didn't, you know, get into race and whatever. And I'm glad, because you know what? That's not what you go to college for. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh you know, you, you know, if you want to come up with something clever, try to, you know, throw off the opponent. Um, all right, fine. But, you know, the, the, don't go to those ugly places, you know. And, uh, you know, um, you know, it came up recently. Uh, there have been incidents, I don't think recently, but you never know, that uh, a sport that I don't follow too close, uh, hockey, that uh, uh, Nashville – is uh, in the finals, and uh, you know, I, one of their best players is black. He's uh, yep. uh, black Canadian. Uh, PK uh, Subban, I think, is his name, and uh, you know, he's had to deal with that. Sure. Um, yep. And you know, I think sometimes, you know, uh, but you know, uh, this is like a bourgeois Caucasian cliche. When I was growing up, you'd hear these bourgeois Caucasian say oh, man, everything is terrific in Europe, you know, and they just go on and on, you know, how terrific everything is in Europe. And then, you know, a few years ago, I started hearing about some of these European soccer fans 
with the racist chants against the you know the black players and uh, yep. thing. Like, hey, I thought thought these European folks were so enlightened, and it's it's so funny because at least you know you could say you know this country does have a history of racism. I mean, we've gotten better. You know, we still got a ways to go, but you know, you'd be a stupid fan if you know. Imagine American football. You're making racist chants against the other team's player. Meanwhile, 70% of the guys on your squad are black, you know, yep. it wouldn't yep. be too swift, you know, yep. but I think yeah. with those soccer fans, I don't know if they're all racist. I think it's just with those type of idiots, nothing's off limit. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe something should be off limits and, uh, shows the ugliness of those people, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it, it hasn't gone away. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. It's it's just it's a few a holes who uh, you know make a lot of other people look bad. You know. All right. Well, Jeff, I'm gonna cut this short. I don't want to get myself comfortable because for the first time in a long time, I'm, I'm really interested in this series. I I watched uh, most of the games last year. Uh, as you know, I don't normally watch NBA games, but this is just like everyone else is a uh, must, in my opinion, a must see. Uh, because um, these two teams, um, as quietly as it's been said, don't like really like each other um, and have a, a resentment against each other. Uh, ever, I think ever since uh, um, probably, I wouldn't say near the end of the first time they played and maybe the, it, it's somewhere in the middle of uh, when they uh, played last season. And uh, I think uh, we'll see – what the tone is um, probably in the first quarter of how this series is going to wind up, whether it's going to be a a, um, physical series um, and how, how um, nasty the series may get. Now it may not get like we've seen before with um, Chicago against New York Knicks or LA Lakers against the Boston Celtics or um, the bad boys against the Boston Celtics. Um, and, and the, the shenanigans that were taking place and the physical play that took place when those teams met each other in the championship, discounting the Chicago Bills and the Knicks because they were in the same same conference. But L.A. versus uh, um, Boston, Boston versus um, um, uh, um, Detroit in, in the, in the uh, Eastern Conference uh, playoffs, um, Detroit versus L.A. Uh, I'm trying to think who else would, would play physical. Um, with mainly the Lakers, and uh, back in the day when, when physical Pretty much play. anybody anybody who played the Detroit a bad boy Pistons was in a physical yeah. series. That that was the yeah. one constant. Whoever they yeah. crossed their path, and I hated yeah. those guys, but it was out of respect <laughs> because you don't bother to hate a loser. You know, yeah. because I hated yeah. them because, A, they beat you. B, they beat your ass. You know, right. that was a right. tough bunch, and they, they didn't call the games as, as you know, as close back then so, they, the, you know, the guys could get away with a lot more physical stuff. And, uh, yeah, that was a rough bunch uh, in Detroit. It really was. So we're not, you're not going to get something like that, but um, but you, you never know how physical this, this game may get. Um because this is for all the marbles, and this is for, short of any any other words, bragging rights. We played. This is the third time we played each other. We each won 
uh, one one of the series. Now, who's going to be the top dog? Who's really the top dog? Let me put it that way. Um, so I, I can see that it may get nasty at times. We'll see. Wait and see. Wait and see what happens. And um, that being said, one of my favorite, believe it or not, Jeff, uh, when I was in high school, I I, I I still listen to a lot of music. But when I was in high school, um, I was a '70s child. Um, in, in high school, I graduated in '72. So throughout high school, from '68, when I graduated from um, um, eighth grade and went to into the um, high school in the '70s, um, one of my one of the favorite bands. I went through a phase where I used to listen to a lot of rock music, and along say along the lines of what happens when you listen to a, a lot of rock rock music when you, if you don't you understand what I'm talking about um uh, in the young phase I was I was in an impressionable uh I used to listen to one of these bands that um enjoyed their music and one of their founding founding um brothers passed away this this past week and I'm talking about the Allman brothers and Greg Allman being the one of the co-founders of the Allman brothers band um and I just wanted to put that out there, uh, that uh, another musical legend passed away this past week in Greg Orman. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it's very unfortunate, you know. And uh, it's just the latest in a bunch of tragedies with the Orman brothers. I mean, they, they suffered tragedies early on. Uh, Greg's brother, Dwayne, great guitar player. He passed away back in the 70s. Uh, I think it was a motorcycle accident. And then about a year later, they lost their bass player, Barry Oakley, uh, in another motorcycle accident. Um, and, uh, you know, Greg Allman, when I was a kid, he was kind of more known for Marion Cher than he was for his music for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he had his, you know, relationships like, you know, almost everyone does, except, you know, he's not dating, uh, you know, Jane Sixpack next door. He's dating Cher. They married Sarah, right. and they had a child right. together, uh, Elijah mm-hmm. Blue. And, uh, you know, my family was big fr- big fans of the Sonny and Cher show when I was real little. Um, and, uh, you know, I really hope that uh, the Allman Brothers, uh, you know, pack it in. I mean, it's one of those things, if they continued, I wouldn't get out of shape, you know, and if, you know, People think it's worthy. They'll keep showing up. I mean, maybe they'll do, you know, a farewell tour. But at this point, I think they only have one original guy, uh, uh, maybe two, I think. Uh, no, no, I think just one. I think it's just J-Mo on the drums because uh, Butch Trucks passed away and uh, Dickie Betts left the group. And, uh, yep. Yep. you know, so, uh, you know, when it, you know, with uh, a band isn't quite like a sports team because uh, a lot of rock bands, like ACDC is at the point, they only have one original guy. And within a few years, they lost a few guys. Um, nobody passed away recently, but one suffered from dementia and one got kicked out of the group for legal troubles. And uh, one got kicked out for other reasons. And now one retired. So it's like, okay, you had a great run, you know, that don't, don't embarrass yourselves, you know, but uh, the thing is, you know, if uh, it's not up, for me and you to decide if uh, 
you know, if they put it out there and the fans show up, uh, you know, they can keep it going. If not, they'll pack it in, you know. Yep. All right. With that being said, Jeff, is there anything else that you want to put out there before we close this thing out? Well, uh, unfortunately, there was some more off the field or off the green news this week with Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yep. you know, mm-hmm. I think people jumped to the conclusion it was a DWI. Obviously, he has a problem with uh, prescription medication, which can be very dangerous. Uh, you know, I think uh, at this point, you know, uh, he, he reminds me a little in some ways of Mike Tyson. These are guys who dominated an individual sport, and even after they weren't, weren't relevant, they still got a lot of attention. Uh, and, you know, I think there's a lot of people. Tiger Woods, when he was on top, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. You know, he really did. I mean, when you're like that, you're never going to make everybody happy. But, you know, he, he he really, really rubbed people wrong. And I think, you know, some of those people, I think, like to see a guy like that fail. He's a private guy. I don't see him, you know, giving a, a lot of information about his problem. But, uh, you know, that. Those some of those prescription medications are really messy up. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he can get it together. Yep. With that being said, I want to thank you, Jeff, for joining me tonight. Uh, tune in uh, next week, people, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Thursday night. It'll be the 8th of June, um, and we'll be talking sports, and we'll be, have a good, a good idea of uh, what's going on with the NBA Finals. We'll be talking about that, talking about um, some football news if that's on the case talking about some baseball news maybe not about a mascot but really talking about some baseball news um and then and whatever else is, is uh, 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 uh coming up um i didn't talk about it but there's two tennis players that um didn't show tennis etiquette and uh, um paid the consequences for it i may talk about that uh on over this weekend uh, maybe Sunday on the master plan, 10, p- 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday morning. Or I may even have Vic bringing up on 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday afternoon when we t- when Vic and I host the uh, and co-host the uh, FSP show. With all that being said, Jeff, like I said, enjoy the rest of the weekend, week. Um, enjoy the playoffs if you watch them. And uh, we'll talk to you later. We're out. See ya. Yeah. Mr. Encore. Fantasy sports and politics crew, yeah, check. Fantasy sports and politics, ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stop. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.